You are now tuned in to the Property Management Show with your host, Alex Osanenko. We bring in the experts of today so you can be the master of tomorrow in all things property management. Whether it's getting more doors, running a profitable fee-based business, or by simply being the best property manager. So, grab a pen and paper because this episode is sure to be a good one. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Property Management Show. It's good to have you here. Over the last about, what we have about 48 episodes out and um, I think about 40 of them we covered sales and marketing. And so there's a lot of wealth, right? So if any if you're listening for the first time, you can go back in the archives and pull essentially a, a roadmap on how to structure your sales team, how to organize your marketing, um, how to grow your business. Today, um, I, today I wanted to talk about a different subject a little bit, um, but also just as important because lately we've had customers um, come up and say, look, we can't, Alex, we can't take on any more growth. Like right now it would be irresponsible for me to continue growing because we cannot serve the customers we already have. And that's a good problem to have, but it is a real problem. And as a business owner myself, we, we're, we sort of fluctuate between being there, being okay, being there, just depending on the staffing. And, and as a service business, you rely a lot on your staff. And, and hopefully, you think about systemization. And, uh, but nobody really thinks about it as hard or does it as well as I, as I find out from Todd Orchide. Uh, and Todd was kind enough to agree to come as a guest on the podcast and talk about just a whole slew of improvements that you can make to your business to scale it. And we're calling today's episode Full Stack Business Process Outsourcing with Todd Orchide. Todd, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Alex? Good, good. How do you like the name? What's that? How do you like the name Full Stack Business Process Optimization? That's excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I, that's, uh, well done. <laughs> uh, massively, yeah, massive, massive kind of topic. But I think uh, I've split sort of the the conversations we had prior to this, this call, the email exchange, I've split the specific optimizations or operational optimizations into uh, four categories. Occupancy side, tenant-related processes and systemization, operation side, and the information flow, business process outsourcing, and customer experience. So we're going to cover all four of these. Todd, are you good with that? Sure. All right. We're going to knock them out. So obviously, Todd, let me just give you an idea of where Todd is at. And Todd, feel free to please fill that in. Um, manages 400 units right now, but with five people, including Todd, right, Todd? Uh, it's uh, five employees, and then we have some you know, independent contractors who are our BDMs and leasing agents. So, yeah. Of course, gotcha. And so they help you with the overflow when things get busy, and you can sort of scale with that. But as far as employees, it's five, including yourself. Actual payroll employees, it's five people. That's correct. Yep, that's pretty awesome. And one of the things you said in your in your uh, email is you feel you're at the point where you can add another 200 properties without adding staff, employee full-time staff. Do you, 
Is that correct? Did yeah, I read that right? Correct. You know, if we add a few more, you know, we're continuing to add more uh, outsourcing and automation uh, software solutions. If we continue to do that, which is what I plan to do, I think we could easily add another 200 properties without having to bring anybody else on. First of all, let me ask you this. Do you consider this fun? Uh, what, property management? Uh, no, well, property management, we know. It's, it, it could be interesting uh, <laughs> and it's rewarding. It could be rewarding or it could be, um, you know, depending on the day, right, and who you ask. But in terms of, no, um, focusing sort of and researching these technologies, implementing them, getting the team to use them, do you find that process fun? Yeah, I enjoy it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a gadget and software kind of guy. I enjoy that kind of stuff. So trying to find, you know, something that'll be the perfect solution that'll fit and, and really optimize how we do things. I definitely do enjoy that. And, you know, we're, uh, we're trying to find solutions for every different thing you can imagine to try to make it more efficient. So it's something that I enjoy. Really cool. Really cool. So let's go into the specifics. First thing uh, you did is you... Um, sort of really looked at your portfolio and you decided to let go some of the less profitable and very low labor intense owners. Can you talk a little bit about that process and how you sort of approach it? Yeah, sure. I mean, it was probably uh, last uh, spring or, or summer when I really started to think about that. And it was, you know, I, I was realizing that, you know, most of our work came from the same 10% of owners and tenants. And a lot of, and, uh, you know, a whole lot of cases, those tenants lined up with those owners. It was, you know, those, you know, those you know, C-class properties are usually owned by C-class owners. And then you end up with C-class tenants in those properties. So, you know, all of our workload was coming from that same group of people, you know, that 10 percent. And that was 90 percent of our workload. So I said, we've got to, you know, get rid of this. Um, and, and, you know, it's just it's too inefficient uh, and it's, it's not making any sense for us because these are also our lowest profit properties. You know, well, why are we wasting all of our time on this? So, you know, that's that's when we really, you know, decided it's time to, you know, change some of our processes and procedures and and get rid of some of the, you know, some of the properties that don't really work for what we're trying to do. As a business owner to business owner, service business owners, was it hard to take the revenue hit, Todd? Honestly, there was no revenue hit, and that was the the best thing because at the same time I was doing this. I was also implementing some new fees, um, a lot of ancillary fees, mostly with tenants, not with owners. I mean, there was, I can think of uh, one new fee we started charging owners for, uh, for yearly inspections, but that was really just to cover the cost of the inspection that we started doing. So, that, you know, the rest of the ancillary revenue was coming from new tenant fees. Um, and, you know, it's stuff I think you've talked about on your show with, with uh, Mark Cunningham and, and some other people, you know, just some fees that other people were charging that we weren't. And, you know, we, we bumped up our application fee. You know, there's a bunch of little things we did. So, you know, even though we lost, I believe at the peak, we lost 55 uh, properties, if I remember right, from our, from our top, because we were at 445, I think was our, our peak number of properties. And then we dropped down to under 390, I believe. We're back at about 400 now. So even though that happened, the revenue went up. Wow. So, so this is one nugget of wisdom that I think... I, I, I don't think was mentioned anywhere, at least I, I didn't know about it, is concurrent implementation of ancillary fees while culling the curd, so to speak, is, is the way to go not to get the revenue hit. Absolutely. And at the same time, not only is it, doing the, is it eliminating the revenue hit, but it's also paying for some of these 
you know, new things that you're bringing on. You bring on a new software package. Obviously, you got a yearly subscription fee you're paying for that. So some of these fees can help cover that also. So, you know, it's the excess revenue is helping to pay for all these new processes you're doing along with the owner culling and everything else. So, I mean, it's it all kind of ties together and makes it where you're not having this revenue hit and, and at the same time having these new expenses that are you're watching money go out the door. Very clever. Very clever. So with that, let's transition to the first um, um, part of optimizing your business and 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 just thought be mindful we have listeners with 30 properties we have listeners with three prop you know probably 3,000 properties we have listeners who are property managers trying to get better bdms we have listeners who are owners of the business mostly i'd say the owners are are, 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 are you know tuning into this podcast so you know let's see if we can cross apply some of these some of these techniques that you've done but you've uh, outlined five things that you do currently on the occupancy side, in other words, tenant-related process systemization that really sort of bring everything together for you and, and save you money and also give you scalability. Uh, do you want to go through those? Yeah, sure. Uh, you just want to kind of start from the beginning of how our vacancy process works and walk someone through it? I think that would be more logical. What I have is like self-showing lockboxes, outsourced leasing line, you know, those items you listed. But I think it makes sense to work, work through it as a, like a workflow. Sure. Yeah, that's it. Our sponsor today is Four and Half, my own company, and our brand new product, One Partner website platform. You see, the problem with websites is that once you have it built, there's really no changes being made until you're ready for a new one in three to four or five years down the line. So the website's not keeping up with your business. And if you are making changes on your website, you are left guessing on how those changes will improve the performance of the website. Right? So one partner solves that. We solve it in three ways. The website platform that we have focuses on leads, data, and data-driven decisions. Let me explain. First and foremost, the website is designed with your perfect customer experience in mind first. It's all about them, professional copy, larger text, easy, clean layout, super fast loading, videos, explainer videos throughout the website, lead magnets like ebook download and rental analysis are imp implemented throughout the website where they make sense. We also help you with a three-tier pricing plan. We have a, a framework that will help you and will consult you on putting together the pricing plan to baffle your competition and play in different uh, uh, price spectrums for your customers and create an upsell opportunity within your company. Definitely going to lead your local market if you are able to introduce that. And so all of that uh, means little if we don't have the if the website does not rank. Well, four and a half uses the last six years of our experience to implement SEO uh, best practices throughout the website, inside the website, outside the website, um, connect all your digital channels, all your social media channels, and have that sort of a presentation of who you are as a brand, consistent, clean, and very very easy for your customers to understand. Now, the second element here is the business performance dashboard. It's the data. There's so much of it out there. Who cares, right? I can't dig into Google Analytics and try to understand what does, uh, you know, what is my bounce rate and how does that, how is that relevant to my website SEO? Well, so what we've done is we distilled all that information coming from, you know, 10 other sources, you know, including your CRM, your reputation channels, your Google Analytics, uh, and so on into a simple dashboard 
that answers three questions. Where are my leads are coming from? How much does it cost me per lead from all these different lead sources? And it has a trigger built in on where and when to double down. You see, our team uses this information to study the performance of your website every 90 days. And we get on the phone with you and we'll figure out what to build next, whether it's new landing pages, whether it's proving different, putting different videos in different places, whether it's uh, um, essentially explain, do a better job explaining the particular services you have, whatever we find from the data and, and the opportunities to make the performance improvements, we pass them on to you on a continuous basis and we build those out. That is what One Partner Platform is all about. If you want to learn more, if you want to stand out from a competition, if you really want to move your business to the next level, do yourself a favor. Go to fourandhalf.com forward slash one partner and see what we have. Um, so, I mean, this was basically what we decided to do is the very first thing because my leasing agents were just bogged down with phone calls and emails nonstop. And, you know, I'm using my leasing agents as BDMs also. Ooh. So, you know. I want them to be focused on getting new business and not taking phone calls from tenant prospects. So this was, you know, the number one thing we needed to automate. So when I looked at that, uh, looked at a bunch of different lockbox solutions. You know, there's a bunch of good ones. You know, there's ShowMojo, and you know, there's a lot of different options out there. We went with Rently um, just because I like the way that their their credit card access and everything works. Um, but we combined that not just with the lockbox, but with the leasing line outsourcing. So, you know, when someone calls in and they see the sign out in front of a property that's got the, the phone number on it, even though it's our sign, the phone number that's on it is the rently number. Mm. So they'll call up the rently number. And if they're all they want to do is see the house, they just go through the automated system. They get the code. They look at the property and, and they're good to go. If they want to talk to somebody, have questions, they hit a button on that phone line. It connects them to our call center. Uh, that we have through Propertyware. And there's, you know, other options, you know, Todd Breen's company, Virtually Incredible, they offer that. Um, but, you know, the, the key was get it off of our plate. You know, have someone else taking care of that because it's always the same questions over and over again. You know, every leasing agent out there, you know, they know the questions they get. You know, does the property have a fence? You know, you know, what's your qualifications for renting? You know, it's that same question over and over again that the leasing agent is having to answer day in and day out. So get that off of their plate. You know, let the let the call center take care of that. And the only time that the leasing agent has to get involved is if there's some really unusual question that comes up. And then when that happens, the leasing line just sends us an email and says, hey, this customer needs to talk to somebody on site. And then we can give them a call. What, what do you think? So, sorry, I'm going to uh, pause right here. I just have this idea come up. I want to qualify by you. What do you think of an FAQ via text message? Some So an idea here is... Um, a tenant calls in, you already know the questions they're asking. You, you sort of prep that FAQ sheet specifically for that property, you know, probably by VAs as well, and sort of text them a link to a PDF or something that has maybe a video or two on, on these regular questions or qualifying criteria because that probably is similar across the board. But, but in terms of like property specific, would that, be, would that be helpful at all? Or do you feel the agents actually handle that pretty well in a voice call? I think they're handling it pretty well. I mean, I like the idea, you know, if there was a way to implement that idea along with, you know, having the call center do that, you know, if they get the, if they get, you know, an email or a call or whatever, and it's, it's a question where they want to send, you know, a list of the qualifications, for example, that could work really well if they have the capability to do that. I'm not sure if the call center we're using does, but, you know, I, I, I like the idea. 
Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, not, this just came out. I'm not sure they do it. I don't think they do it, but I think they, they might. And it's one of those things. When they call the number, you know, the whisper voice says, hey, if you'd like to receive a text message with, um, you know, uh, with more information about this property, press one. They press that. So before they even get to talk to anybody, they get the information. I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, yeah. so, so, so you have a tenant. Um, you have a tenant that, that just went through the call center. What's the rest of it look like? So, so they go through the call center, they get their questions answered, they view the property. So with Rentley, after they've reviewed the property, they're automatically going to get a questionnaire from Rentley that comes to their phone or their email after that. So they fill out the questionnaire and they, they indicate whether they want to apply for the property or not. If they've got any, you know, any input about the condition of the property or anything, we get that also. But if they say they want to apply, they're automatically going to get a link to the online application. So they just click on that link. It takes them right to the online application, and we will only take online applications. We won't take paper anymore. Very nice. So, and what is the percentage of people, just curious, Todd, what is the percentage of people that sort of want paper? It's very, very rare. Uh, you, you get it. We had somebody that came in yesterday, I think, that was asking about it, and we just told them, here, use, use one of our office computers. Um, you know, it, it happens on occasion, but it's pretty rare nowadays. Most people just do it right from their smartphone. You know, they can do it from the car where they, you know, they just came out from from viewing the property, they can sit in their car and do it right there if they That's want to. That's pretty awesome. Man. I actually, man, it's been a, I've been a homeowner for a long time. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I wish when I was a tenant, something like that was available. All right. <laughs> that sounds really cool. So, so it's very sort of integrated and it's a good te uh, tenant experience. Isn't it? I mean, I, I think that's, that's incredible for them. Yeah, I mean, for most people, you know, it's not, you know, I hear people complain and say that, you know, other property managers say people want to, to meet with a person. And I just, that's not my experience nowadays with the average renter. You know, there, there might be people who, you know, are of a different generation than the average renter. But I mean, you know, as well as I do, most renters nowadays are millennials. You know, they're, they're busy at work. They're, they're probably starting a family. They got their hours when they want to go look at properties. And it's not the hours that's going to work for your leasing agent. It's the hours, you know, it's 730 on a Wednesday night when they've just gotten home from work and they want to view the property now. Not you know Saturday at 4 p.m. or whatever it may be, so you know it makes it really easy for them to do it on their schedule and then to apply without ever speaking to a person, get approved without ever speaking to a person. So you know I mean it's 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 a very convenient system which I think most tenants you know that's what they're looking for. That's yeah, terrific. From my from my point of view, I completely 100% agreement with you. Uh, and and just just for for information, uh, does your, is your application is that hosted by PropertyWare or is it Rently? It's, it's hosted by uh, PropertyWare. Property um, Rently does have their own application now. We prefer to use the PropertyWare one. And the reason we do that is because when you fill out that application, all the tenant's info goes into PropertyWare, and we're using the e-signature solution that's in there. So uh, We're going to we cover that a little bit down, down, down the stream. So that, that is, I, I really like that. Yeah, yes, I mean, it really streamlines the process to get that lease out to the person it, with, the, with as few keystrokes as possible. Gotcha. Um, cool. So they applied, they, uh, let's say they got approved. What happens next? Is there any more automation that you've implemented on an occupancy side? Well, I mean, the, the, the best part I would say is that we're not screening the applications. All of that is being handled by virtually incredible. So from the time the person views the property until we are sending them the email saying you've been approved, we've had no interaction with this tenant whatsoever. We haven't even looked at their application until we get to that approval stage. So that's all being handled by somebody else. 
So, you know, once they get the application approved, then we send them the email that says, here's what your deposit amount is, because it can vary. You know, it can be, you know, anywhere from one month's rent to two and a half months rent. And there'll be a credit contingency fee for people with lower credit. And we'll tell them what that might be. And, you know, then they that's the first time that they really have interaction with us. That's when they'll bring in their security deposit, put it down to reserve the property, and then we'll take the property off the market. So, I mean, that's that's really where it finally gets into our hands rather than outsource providers or automation. Really excellent, Todd. Really excellent. So that actually segues us very nicely into the operation side and then the flow of information. So now the tenant is in. Um, talk me through some of the stuff that you do on the, the DocuSign and propertyware integration. And, you know, there's probably other softwares. I don't want to be, like, singularly pushing propertyware versus building versus portfolio versus others. But it's good to use an example, and so what, that's what Todd, is, Todd uses, and that's what we're going to use as an example here. But uh, I'm really curious about that because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work that with – so we use DocuSign, but it's sort of a silo. It, mm-hmm. it, you know what? It, and a lot of stuff with renewals, new clients, uh, extra work, all that goes there, and then we have to pipe it into our CRM. It's a lot of work. How do you solve it? So, you know, the thing with, uh, and, you know, this may be true with other software providers, I don't know. I could just say, you know, with Propertyware, you have a bunch of custom fields that you can put into Propertyware. So we're basically able to put all the information you could ever need on a lease or a management agreement for that, for that matter into Propertyware. A lot of it is auto-filled by the tenant's application. So when they fill out, you know, their, their name and that sort of stuff, that's all automatically in Propertyware already. So we can automatically fill that into a mail merge document that we just hit a button, send it off to the tenant by DocuSign from within Propertyware, and you know they sign it. It comes back to us, and it's all taken care of. There wasn't any sort of you know manual entry that we had to do in a separate DocuSign application. We did it all from right within our primary accounting software. Very interesting. And and so does that apply for management contracts as well? It does. We, we basically do it for just about everything. We, we do it for management agreements, for amendments. I do it for my independent contractor agreements with my agents. Um, all those documents are in there. So, you know, even if I want an a, a new agent to sign up, I just create a prospect for them, click the button, send them the, the ICA, and they sign it electronically. So all of that stuff is stored in a central location. Uh, and it just makes it really easy to, to keep track of, of who signed, who hasn't, and it makes it really easy to get those documents out to them. And what sort of okay, okay, that sounds really good. I like I didn't know that. So that they have a like integration with DocuSign and that's where it's all possible. But you have to you, you had to do sort some sort of effort to build that out, right? I'm sure that's not out of the box. Yeah, sure. I mean the integration is built in, but you know, setting up any custom fields you have, like, you know, when we have our leases you know, like I mentioned, the credit contingency fee earlier, you know, based on your credit, you know, there's a different amount of money you have to pay monthly for a credit contingency fee. So we have to go in and select what that is for that particular tenant based on what we saw on their on their application. So we select that amount of money in their prospect and that automatically fills in on the lease. But we had to put that field into property where to start with. So, you know, all those custom fields we had to build. So, I mean, that took a few hours of work on the front end to build up all those custom fields and everything so it would all work. But that was a one-time thing that we really didn't have to do, you know, more than a few hours of work on to get that all ready. So, it's not that big. Well, that's great. So, for the owner, uh, for I guess for the sales process, the, the, the pre-sales side of your operations, you use Lead Simple? We do, yes. 
And so how does that information, let's say you, so you win a deal in Lead Simple, do you manually put it in elsewhere? Unfortunately on that, yes, that does have to be put into PropertyWare because Lead Simple, at least right now, doesn't integrate with it. Um, that might change later, but you know, right now what we do is we basically just, you know, when the, when the lead comes in from, whether it's, you know, from AdWords or all property management or whoever it may be, we just forward that email on to a VA, they input that into PropertyWare. So it's sitting there waiting as a prospect when we convert that lead, we can just click the button and send their management agreement off uh, from within PropertyWare. Ah, that's pretty cool. So you actually put all the prospects in PropertyWare, regardless of their sales stage, as soon as they come in and lead simple. That's interesting. So then when you convert, you don't have, like, there's no time, wait time. Correct. And, yeah, I mean, so there is the double entry there on the front end when the lead comes in. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's very minimal. I mean, it's not like our VA is spending much time on that. Uh, you know, it's just a few seconds that it takes them to put that information in. But, you know, that makes it so it's there waiting for you when you're ready to actually send that management agreement out. Really cool. So I'm also looking at some of your stuff that you've done with SharePoint and Microsoft Forms. How, how, how are those systems helping you? Uh, we're, we're actually, uh, since I last spoke to you, we're shifting from Microsoft Forms to Jot Forms. Um, but basically, we're using it for a lot of different things. So, you know, let's say you've got a tenant in the property. Um, they've been charged for uh, a maintenance issue. So, you know, we sent a vendor out to fix something. They clogged a drain, let's say. And we've charged them 100 bucks for that service call. So we have a form that if they don't like that, rather than calling us up and spending 45 minutes of our time explaining to us why they think that's unfair, we just tell them, oh, here's a form, go to this property or go to this address, fill out this form with your dispute, we'll review it and get back to you. Mm. So you know, it avoids that 45 minute conversation on the phone where they're screaming and hollering and you know, everything they're upset about with that charge, they get it, you know, hammer on the keyboard and type that all out, what they're all you know, upset about and we get that in written form and it makes it a lot easier for us to do that. Um, and we're also using it for, for owner surveys. You know, how would you like us to do different things? You know, you know, would you like to sign up for these premium programs? You know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with those custom built forms to collect information and to, you know, just make your operation more efficient. What about SharePoint? SharePoint is basically what we're using as our company intranet. So, you know, all of our documents uh, get stored there, all of our pictures from all of our properties, videos, uh, everything is there. And we also have all of these forms we're talking about link from within there, our human resources documents. It's basically just our company internet. So everything is there. Any employee or staff member goes there and they've, they've got everything they need from within the SharePoint site. May I then make an assumption that you're on Outlook? Yes, yes, absolutely. On the Exchange server, I, I, I'm a big supporter of Exchange, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. But so, so you, you're more of a Microsoft. So for those of us or those of you and us and myself who are in Google, Google Drive, I think, plays very similar. There's Google Sites for Internet. Uh, there's Google Slides and all kinds of things. And again, shared across the, the company. So I think that's similar. Sure. Yeah, that's my understanding. I know a lot of people who are using G Suite and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's now flow into business processing process outsourcing so what we've done we've just automated our tenant um, uh, experience let's call it and improved our tenant experience and automated our tenant flow all the way to to from you know I guess from lead to lease whatever you call that and then into the system and now we're operating and collecting rent um, there are some um, information uh, with forms and SharePoint and 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 property where um, that we discussed in DocuSign, but now 
let's talk about actually doing things. So the work order, how are the work order handled? What, what, what processes did you outsource and you found that efficient and profitable? Okay, so the, you know, the biggest thing when it comes to work orders, I would say, was two big things that work hand in hand. So that would be property milled and you know, easy repair hotline, which is a, a call center basically that handles all of our repair and, uh, and maintenance requests. And there's other options out there too, super tenders, you know, there's, other, there's other companies that do the same thing. But the goal for us was, you know, we found that a huge portion of our day, you know, basically the first few hours of our day, was spent looking through service requests that we got, dispatching vendors, trying to get in touch with tenants who hadn't scheduled their repair work orders. It was just taking up an inordinate amount of our time. So we said, we gotta get this off our plate. This was like the second thing we did after we automated the leasing process. Uh, we said, this is, this is the next big item. So you know, now what happens, you know, when someone goes to our website, there's a big button up on the top that says 24 seven maintenance. So they click on that button, they enter their work order, or they can call. It gives them the phone number that they can call into the call center. All of that goes to Easy Repair Hotline, whether they put it in on the internet form or whether they call the number. Easy Repair takes it, they enter it into the system, and they dispatch the vendor for us. Into property meld? It goes into the property meld, and they also double entry it into propertyware. So we've got, we've got it ready in there for when the invoice comes in to be able to pay it. And they dispatch the vendor from your list of vendors? Correct. We, we basically, there was a, obviously there was an onboarding process. So we had to give them a list of vendors that we use by zip code. So we just provided that to them. We update it whenever we need to. And they just reference that. So, you know, a, a call comes in for College Park, Georgia. They just look who's the vendor for College Park, Georgia that handles plumbing issues. They call that vendor and they send it to them in property mail and it's all taken care of. The only time we're getting involved is if there's some sort of problem. You know, if, if for some reason, you know, let's say the tenant calls up and says, hey, you know, I scheduled this. The vendor never showed up. Then we might have to get involved with that. But otherwise, if it's a normal process where the vendor gets dispatched, they go out, they fix it. We have we don't have to have any involvement in that at all. Hmm. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. So um, you also mentioned uh, about text messages um, and robocalls. What, what is that all about? How do you use that? So we're, we use um, uh, call them all. Uh, there's a bunch of different solutions for this, but basically it's a text message and and robo call. You know, basically we can either record a call or we can have it professionally recorded. We load it into this system, and then you know a perfect example of how we use it would be every Friday we do uh, phone calls and text messages for unpaid tenant balances. So you know, Propertyware just generates a report, it sends it off to our VAs, they. Uh, go into uh, the robocall system, select which tenants need to receive this text message and this phone call, and then it automatically goes out. So, you know, every tenant who has an unpaid balance will receive a text message, and we find text messages are the absolute best way to get a hold of people. People will ignore their emails for two months. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll let voicemails go, but, you know, they see their text message. It pops right up on their phone. They can't help but see it. So, you know, that's the best way to get in touch with somebody. So those text messages go out in bulk, and, you know, we use it for unpaid rent. We use it for leases that haven't been signed. Uh, we use it for owners who owe money. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of different things you can use it for. But, uh, you know, anything basically you can generate a report for in your, in your accounting system and then send off to a VA to put into the robocall system or the, the text message system, you can do all kinds of stuff with that. We, it's, it's worked really well for us. Hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. And, and you mentioned... Um and I looked them up. Uh, you mentioned Help Scout. Um, 
you said it's it's like a less it's a less heavy less expensive version of a Zendesk. How do you use uh, help? Because I really looked at them. Helps. It was very interesting to me. And I'm just curious. What what is your utilization of that tool and what it is? Uh, it's a two part thing. I would say the the first part of it would be the knowledge base. So that you can set up a knowledge base of kind of the common questions you get. So whenever we get a question in from a tenant on an email or a phone call. Uh, if there's not an article already in the Help Scout knowledge base that we've put in there, we'll create one. So that basically when someone goes to our website, they see the link there that says customer support. So they click on that link and that brings up the, the knowledge base. And it's got all the questions that you could, you, that we put in there for, for the things we commonly get. So if someone's call or looking for, can you waive my late fee, for example, they go to the knowledge base and there's an article there with our policy on when we'll waive, what waive late fees and when we won't. So it's, you know, that's the first thing they'll get to. And if that doesn't answer their question, then there's a button there that says contact us. So they can fill out that form. It goes into help desk, uh, into help scout. And, and then we get that uh, in the help scout inbox and we can deal with that. But on the front end, the, the knowledge base is really helpful to, to be able to have all those common questions. You know, you got a full article there that explains everything. Uh, it helps there. Now, Help Scout also, you know, all of our emails for any customer support stuff go into that. So whether it's an owner or a tenant, um, you know, a vendor, whoever it may be, if they send an email to support at GTL Real Estate, then it goes directly into Help Desk. And the benefit of that, and, or into Help Scout, the benefit of that is that everybody on the team sees it. So let's say I'm out of the office, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I don't have that. Um, you know, one of our assistant property managers, she sees it, she can answer that question. So instead of it going to one person's email inbox and sitting there for the next 12 hours, it's you know, right there for everybody to see. So whoever gets to it first can deal with that issue, answer their question, uh, send them a link to the article in the knowledge base if it's a common thing and get that taken care of. That is really, that is really cool. So um, I think that's, that's great. Uh, and what you've done is it's quite amazing. I, you know, I, I work with a lot of property management companies. This is what I've been doing for the last, I've been saying eight years, but it's been 10. <laughs> it's been 10, man. Time flies. Um, and, and I see, I, I there, there's just, there's no one size fits all. I mean, you know, people, people discovering, trying to do new things. I'm really kind of, I'm really, really passionate, especially lately what's happening with the industry. It's just, it's just so much new stuff, you know, finally, you know, the technologists are building cool stuff um, for, for us small businesses, you know, and, you know, I myself consider small business as well, but that's quite, quite cool. Um, what is the next thing, Todd? Um, I want to ask two questions, two part questions before we sort of wrap up. Um, one is, what is the next thing you're looking at in terms of efficiency? And also, what is your goal? What is your company's goal in terms of growth and maybe profitability target? Um, that we can potentially revisit in 12 months and sort of have another session. I, I, I kind of, I'm starting to think along those lines. It's a great way to finish on the goal and then check in uh, and give, give the audience some of the, um, some of the actual, what actually happened over the last 12 months and how you've gotten to the goal or why you haven't. But so anyway, what are you working on next in terms of efficiency? Right now, our biggest thing is, is outsourcing all of our back office processes. So basically anything that we are doing here in the office still uh, related to data entry or anything basically to be done by a computer, we're sending that offshore. So that's going to Planet Synergy or to you know, whoever it may be, you know, that's who we're using. 
But that's, you know, we don't want to do anything in the office that doesn't have to be a boots on the ground uh, type of job. It all needs to be done because it can be done cheaper, more efficiently uh, offshore. So that's what we're working on right now. I have a whole list of processes, everything that we do in the office still, that we're slowly transitioning off to the VAs to let them take care of that so it's not something on our plate. So that's that's the big the big thing we're doing now. Um, and, you know, I think that's probably going to take probably another three months before we have all of that finished up, I think. Um, so so that's, that's really taking up a lot of my time right now getting that done. Yeah, but that, that that sounds like an investment, not a spend of time, right? It sounds like a huge investment. I mean, investment that can pay off hugely. Um, and so, um, when you are done with that, um, presumably that will move the profitability needle. Um, and again, free up your staff to get, you know, to wow customers, to do a better service, and also, as you say, handle two hundred more properties. What do you want to be? What does your company need to be in 12 months? Where do you want to go? Well, I'm hoping that once we get all this done, once we're able to devote our time, because, you know, this past year and the next few months have all been devoted to this process stuff. So the goal after all that is done is to kick back into high growth mode, which is where we were 2013, 14, 15. You know, that time range, we were growing by 12 properties a month. You know, that's what I want to get back to doing. Um, and, and, and more than that, you know, Brad Larson's out there in, in Texas growing by one property a, month, a day. That's where I want to be. So, you know, that's that's the goal later in this year is to really kick into the video marketing. Uh, we've just started working on that recently. Uh, we're really going to go, you know, real gangbusters on that when we get later in the year. And that's that's where the focus is going to be is on a marketing push and, and putting a lot more, you know, all these extra fees and everything we're charging. We're going to take that money put it all into marketing and try to grow the business as quickly as we can. Right. Reinvest the business. So where, where, where do you, what does a successful year look like for Todd? What 12 months, give me a 12 month target. I would say if we are at uh, uh, 500 properties, 12 months from now, I would be happy, you know, adding a hundred properties. I, that's what we were doing. We were doing more than that actually at the peak. Um, but you know, that's what I would consider to be a successful year. And, you know, later on, I want the growth to even pick up more than that. But, you know, that's what I'd be really happy with over the next 12 months. Yeah, just to see if your systems can actually handle, like, you, you think they can. Uh, you know, we build it so they can, but can they, right? And so, yeah. you know, that will give you that answer, right? Or, or what, what else, where the leaks are, and you can sort of, and then go grow from there. That sounds good. So 100 properties over the next 12 months. Hopefully, we'll get together again. Um, I'm definitely going to be giving you a call in a couple of months to expand and talk about lots of different things happening on the four and a half side. So excellent. Uh, looking forward to maybe participate in some of that success um, with you. And uh, Todd, I thank you kindly for your time. And tell people if they have a question, um, if, if they would just want to check in or say thank you for the time, how, how would they reach you? What, what is your website? Um, our website is gtlrealestate.com. Uh, I'm also always on Facebook. I'm on you know, pretty much most of the property management groups on there. So you can find me there uh, or you can just email me at uh, Toddo at gtlrealestate.com. Awesome, Todd. Thank you kindly for your time. We'll, 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 we'll talk soon again. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, Alex.